Chains a bunch of badasses if you know what I mean They're coming out of the sky, out of the sea And on land, gonna take it to the enemy Lock it low, boys Time to explode, boys Make sure you get home, boys They got your back, the pride of the fleets The bright swinging frogmen Of the U.T.T. Hi, this is Commander Mark Devine with the Unbeatable Mind Podcast coming at you on the SealFit channel. I'm here in sunny NCS, California at SealFit headquarters, getting ready for another SealFit Academy and training hard, having fun, staying focused, you know, doing the Unbeatable Mind thing. Today, I'm stoked to delve into the third emotional demon of arrogance. Before I do that, though, I want to invite you to join me in the Unbeatable Mind Academy, which is our online training program around these principles that we're discussing in this emotional series that I've done for this podcast. Uh, Unbeatable Mind Academy is a 12-lesson course. We call it the Foundation Course, which I designed over the course of a couple of years, and it is an un- unbelievably cool and powerful program, about 5,000 Folks, many of you have gone through it, and it is wickedly effective, so check it out. Uh, There you're going to learn many tools to make you calmer, mentally process faster, be more controlled under stress, be able to handle yourself, make better decisions when you're uncomfortable and out of your zone, so to speak. Uh, You truly will break through to new levels of performance at all areas of your life, physically, mentally, emotionally, intuitionally, and spiritually. You'll discover what you're meant for and how do you really activate that on this planet. So go to unbeatablemind.com, check it out, send us any questions, give us a call if you have any questions, 760-634-1833. Just do it. hoo At any rate, continue on with this subject of emotional power. We've been discussing the demons of anger and arrogance so far, or anger and anxiety And today we're going to talk about arrogance, something that we've all had to deal with in one capacity or another, maybe even in ourselves. I'll tell you a story about that soon. Arrogance is corrosive. It's nasty. We got to get rid of it and get away from it in our lives. So far, like I mentioned, we've examined anger and anxiety. And I noted how these are like acids. They burn through your emotional power. They suck your energy and they diminish your capacity for being present and authentic with others, and with our teams. Relatively speaking, these demons are pretty easy to identify. When a venting anger strikes, the perpetrator is immediately aware of the impact this anger has on others, though they may not care. They may be less aware of the impact it has on themselves. And they retain the choice to continue the anger or to plug it. But anxiety is a little different. The corrosion happens more slowly. The damage accumulates over time, like steel oxidizing into rust, which is different than the explosive quality you find in raw anger. Anxiety is more under the surface. It's hidden, yet it's there. It's pervasive. It, too, remains within our field of awareness, meaning we kind of know what's going on, and we want to change it, but we may not know how or that we even can But this third of these insidious demons, arrogance, is nasty, equally as nasty as anger, 
and as corrosive as anxiety, but in a twist of additional insidiousness is often hidden from view of the perpetrator who is inside the proverbial bottle and can't read the label. Arrogance, ugh, not good. This demon of arrogance is often completely hidden from our view, but there's no question that everybody else around us is painfully, maybe silently aware of it. Now, I have to admit, I was a victim of this third demon in my early 20s. I was an accomplished athlete, had an imposing physical presence. I, I had a solid IQ. The accolades racked up pretty quickly. I had six letters after my name, MBA, CPA. I tricked myself into feeling overly confident about my place in the world. But this was a false confidence that betrayed itself occasionally through what I can only now see was arrogant behavior. For instance, I found enjoyment in sarcasm and playing, albeit funny, but cruel practical jokes on less fortunate peers. Had I not stumbled into a mental relationship with my martial arts master, who knows where this arrogance would have led me, if I had a time machine, I would certainly go back and do a do-over. And so now I'm careful to earn my trident of respect every single day. Truly, arrogance is born of insecurity. It's underpinned by a fear of not measuring up. Perhaps you're smart like I am, but you fear not being the smartest. Or maybe you're unsure of where you stand with the in crowd or uncertain about your physical looks. So you seek approval and acceptance externally, which only leads to deeper internal confusion. You can feel like you're navigating through quicksand-filled jungle, constantly changing course to avoid sinking up to your necks. You have no sense of internal direction or balance. Your intrinsic self-worth is limited or non-existence. Sounds painful, and it is. And if you're suffering from this as you hear me speak these words, then trust me, I know how painful it is. And I know that you must lead yourself out of this evil demon. So the question you have to ask yourself is this. Is arrogance part of your story? If you know deep inside when you ask that question that it is, then it's time to move into humility and train out this arrogance. This arrogance can be the underlying force beneath pride, prejudice, judgment, or, as in my case, false confidence. Let's examine these four indicators of arrogance a little bit more. In his incredible seminal work, Power versus Force, American philosopher Dr. David Hawkins devised a scale of emotional energy. This scale went from the lowest form of negative energy, which he listed as shame, and he scaled it at zero, to the highest form of emotional energy, the most positive, which he called universal love, and he listed at a thousand. Interesting scaling. And he was testing this emotional energy through the science of kinesiology. Interestingly enough, pride, which many people think is positive, registered just above the demarcation line between negative and positive emotions. It is not as damaging as shame, but it sure isn't going to propel you forward in life. Pride is neutral, and it can have a negative side or a positive side as it rides that neutral line. Pride can be self-centered 
or ethnocentric in nature. It can shut out others and charge up your ego mind. Pride can feed the fear wolf. That which you are prideful about is ephemeral and can be taken away or will slip away with time. Often if you feel like you don't measure up anything you deem to be socially or professionally important, this pride can devolve into anger, shame, or guilt. Now let's talk about prejudice. We see nasty examples of prejudice playing out across the global stage. Black prejudice toward whites, whites toward black, followers of Islam toward Christians, Christians toward Islam. Round and around we go. Where it stops, nobody knows. To prejudge others removes any chance of real truth arising or real understanding to unfold and real authenticity to develop. Overt racism is the most extreme form of prejudice, which shares a bed with arrogance. Covert prejudice is felt more than seen through behavior. You may state otherwise and trick yourself, but deep down you still believe or feel and prejudge. Examples include views toward gays, views toward marijuana use, views toward women in power, women in the seals, etc. These are just examples of underlying beliefs and feelings that foreshadow the demon of prejudice. They cut off deeper connection. So take an honest look at where you prejudge others in life. You don't have to just prejudge people, too. You can prejudge things such as the food you eat, the clothes you wear, the people you hang out with. To this day, I recoil often from eating fish because I was brought up on a Friday night frozen fish fry in upstate New York. I can still evoke the stench of that fried fish wafting out of the crumbling Moore Hotel in Barneville, New York, my childhood home. It took me moving to Hawaii with SDV Team 1 and my prodding wife to get me to try fish again. And wow, amazing. My prejudice against fish as food had made an arrogant consumer of me, of red meat. It cut me off from the tasty and delicious alternative that I now know as fresh fish. But whereas prejudice is hardwired into our awareness through our families and tribes, judgment is a function of how you learn to think and how you learn to think about your thinking. Sloppy, arrogant thinking leads to negative, judgmental behavior, which is corrosive to your teams and will diminish your results. One of the hallmarks of SEAL fit and Navy SEAL thinking is to learn not to judge something by its initial appearance or by your initial feeling or belief. That's challenging. Often the best ideas and the most creative solutions and the biggest opportunities and seizing victory come from sources that we initially would judge or are easy to judge, like the new guy or the enemy or the weather or a broken piece of gear. Judging things as good or bad shuts down our creativity, channels us into a known path, which is often filled with resistance and challenge. What if we were to train ourselves to see things with non-attachment, without judgment, as neither good nor bad, but just as they are? What if we could be open to the possibility of good and bad in everything, of good and bad in every person, including ourselves, and in every situation? We just have to find our way to the good. Consider the yin-yang symbol of Taoism. The white half represents feminine, soft, receiving, positive energy. The black represents masculine, powerful, and negative energy. 
but both exist simultaneously and they merge. And that line that draws the demarcation between the yin and the yang is where creativity lies. Because both negative and positive, good and bad, exist simultaneously in all things and are symbolized by the intersecting half circles of the yin-yang symbol that bleed into each other. My key point is that we must learn to ride that razor's edge between the opposing forces and tap into the boundless energy that ripples there, not judging good or bad, just being there, noticing, and following the positive lessons and insights that arise. The final indicator of arrogance is false confidence, which is what I relied on to cause suffering to others when I was emerging into adulthood. I was deeply uncertain about my place in the world, not clear of my purpose, not able to answer the question why, even if someone had thought to ask. To cover for these feelings of insecurity and inadequacy, I overcompensated with this false confidence, even tricking myself into a feeling of being indestructible and perhaps even better than others. This arrogant stance almost got me killed. In contrast, True confidence begins with a deep, intrinsic sense of self-worth. It's fortified by a commitment to a deeply meaningful vision and purpose in your life. With true confidence, you can always answer the question, why? And this brand of confidence is accompanied with humility. That humility prompts us to persistently search for knowledge and skills related to our pursuits, to refine our character every day, to earn our trident of respect, to empty our cups and refill them every day. So the final question I ask is to please check in and notice if you suffer from any of these indicators of arrogance, pride, prejudice, judgment, or prejudging, or false confidence. We'll continue this discussion next time when we look at the fourth and final demon, absence of self-love. Until then, Stay focused, train hard, drop that mask of arrogance. You're exactly where you're supposed to be in this life. Continue to develop your emotional power and drive on. Hoo-yah, Commander Divine. Lock it low, boys. Time to explode, boys. Make sure you get home, boys. They got your back, the pride of the fleets, the bright swinging frogmen of the U.T.T. need parts? O'Reilly Auto Parts has parts. Need them fast? We've got fast. No matter what you need, we have thousands of professional parts people doing their part to make sure you have it. Product availability. Just one part that makes O'Reilly stand apart. The professional parts people. Oh, oh.